how to find your perfect customers on today's episode. <laughs> you are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Welcome to the Champion <laughs> the Champion Hustle Podcast. Wow. My name is Ryan Black. And my name is Levi Hunsaker, and this is not going to be a cat episode, I promise. It is not. It is not. We welcome welcome you <laughs> welcome you guys to today's episode. Uh, oh, boy. We're starting off on the right foot, aren't we? <laughs> Ryan threw me a curveball today with that one. I was rolling. Oh, boy. Um, before, we, before we dive into our topic of discussion today, we wanted to remind you guys that, yes, it is our birthday still. We are still in our birthday month. Yes. And, and so happy birthday to us. We're still alive, so that's good. Yep. Happy birthday to us. Uh, one year now that uh, the show's been going. So we do have uh, the contest, the giveaway that, we, that we're running. Quick reminder on how that works. Basically, you simply on the social media platform of your choice, you make a social media post saying why you enjoy the podcast. So just why you enjoy the show. And then make sure that you tag us, either tag the show at Champion Hustle or tag one of us at Ryan Black REI or at Levi Hunsaker REI or one of us personally. Um, that way we can make sure and see it so we can count that entry. And uh, basically, you get uh, one entry for every uh, posting you make. So if you have, if you're on a couple social media channels and you want to do it on a couple different ones, you can. And uh, so you get one entry per post. And then if you want to tag, you know, family or friends or business associates who would also benefit uh, for every five people that you tag on the post, that's another entry. So that's that's how you can get multiple entries in, and you get to choose. A piece of swag. We've got different uh, shirts and hats and stuff that uh, you can thank you. We have Levi. Vanna uh, Whiting over here. Yes. You're the uh, the champion hustle angel. Yes. There we go. Looking good. So you can um, you can go for, for one of those, uh, your choice. And so, yeah, our way of giving little birthday birthday thank you to you, our listeners, for uh, for supporting the show. Yeah, so it'll go the the whole month of July, and then we mm-hmm. will do a raffle based on the number of entries and uh, get that info out to you, our listeners, as a thank you for joining us on the show. Absolutely. Well, shall we dive in to finding the perfect customers? <laughs> You're still going to get me with that one. <laughs> it's so, uh, not about cats. No. Um, yeah. So this this is an important topic because you've got to have the right customers. A lot of people say sales is hard. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. So one of the things that I've learned about is it's all about understanding who you're talking to and what your message is in in marketing. So as as you're going out and doing your marketing, if you are talking to the wrong people with the, or even talking to the right people with the wrong message, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be very effective. So what we want to talk about today is some ways to be more effective with that communication so that by the time you get your perfect customers coming to you, the sales process is much easier. Or I wouldn't say easier, it's simpler because Mm -hmm. they already know what's coming. 
And, and you know, if and if you are doing you know some type of a marketing effort, and you're continually coming up short, and you never you know it just doesn't seem to be working, you got to ask yourself: Am I? Are the prospects I'm going after are they raw prospects? Raw is an acronym. R A W. Are they ready? Are they able? And are they willing? Because if they're not ready, able, and willing to purchase, it's a function of you're fishing out of the wrong pond, or the timing is not right, or they don't have the uh, you know resources or ability to be a customer. If they're not raw, move on. So that's just a little a little side note. Yep. Well, or a main note. Or main note. I mean, yes. it, it's much easier to sell something to someone who's already bought something similar. Yeah. Like there's been studies done on this. It's, it's more about um, influence. And I think uh, if you read the book from Robert Cialdini about influence, uh, they even go into this of when I talk about sales, like every, everything we do in life is some sort of sale, right? We're, we're selling our ability to do something. We, we go um, get funding for our business. We're selling our ability to do what we're promising to do. If you're, going to get a job as an employee, you're selling your that per potential employer that you have the ability to be a great team member for their company. And so everything that we're doing, we're actually trying to enroll people in the vision, enroll people that we can do what we say we're going to do. And so, you know, we just want to make sure that you have that right message that I don't, I don't even remember where I'm go. I was going with this now. So, <laughs> Hopefully you could take something useful from that. I had a yeah. total brain fart right there. It's all good. Stop stop eating so many brain beans. Maybe you won't have so many brain farts. Yep. So brain, uh, <laughs> <laughs> brain beans. Uh, I'm where, just uh, where do you come up with this stuff? I don't know. I'm all I have to do, all I have to say is I'm sorry to everyone that's listening. <laughs> with the audience, the uh, you know when you're looking at your audience, there's really three ways of. Um, of acquiring an audience. Okay. So you can either build an audience, you can buy an audience, or you can borrow an audience. And so as, as you, you know, talking about marketing, uh, you got to decide what methodology you want to use, or you could use a combination and they'll have pros, you know, pros and cons. If you're going to build your own audience, obviously that takes time, takes money, it takes resources. Um, but by doing that, you're able to create a very loyal following because these are people who know, like, and trust you, and who have loyalty to you because you build, um, you know, you built your own audience. Depending on which marketing methodologies you're you're applying, um, building your audience can be one of the more cost-effective ones, but it is one of the slower ones. So, first option yeah. is to build it. Yeah, it's it's a building an audience is a long game method. But like you said, you're going to have that loyal following that's going to to basically trust, know, like, and trust you, and you can recommend just about anything, and they will buy it. Yeah. Like that. That's the value of building an audience. And so, even if if you're like, you know what, I'm not going to buy a, an audience. I'd rather borrow an audience. Still build an audience on the side because oh, yeah. that's going to pay you later on. Absolutely, yeah, and and it's probably doing a combination of the three is is a yep. good idea. It's just a matter of identifying, you know, in your business what method are you currently using, and how can you improve on the other ones. 
buying buying an audience is pretty straightforward. Um, you buy it, <laughs> you buy a list, or you know purchase access to uh, to an audience, which uh, you know sometimes those can be very qualified leads, and sometimes they're not. If they're not raw leads, if if they don't you know exactly meet the parameters of what you're looking for, but uh, buying. Um, you know, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna talk about that one specifically how it goes in in conjunction with building here in a little bit because yeah. it's one of my favorite ways to build. And then borrowing, of course, is looking at somebody else who has a similar, uh, you know, works in a similar demographic or has a you know customer base that that could be kind of uh, modified to uh, to whatever product or service you're offering. And so borrowing, I would say, is one of the smartest ways is, uh, is borrowing somebody else's audience. You're adding more value to them. And in exchange, you're able to expand your own. Yeah, and, and you are basically using that to build. So it's, it's just a lot of these are very uh, intertwined and interlaced if you will use them as such. Yeah. But the ultimate goal is to build your own following. That's that's the long term vision. Have your own audience. Yeah. So, um, you know, the second thing. So we kind of identify the who. You've got to know who you're talking to, because the message is going to be very targeted to the who. If you have a generic message that is just open to anybody and everybody, it's not really going to land with anybody at all. It's just going to be blah. Yeah. You don't want a blah message. You want a message that's going to fire people up, because you even if it gets people angry because that means your message is landing it's not uh just unnoticeable it's not easy for people to ignore even if it gets somebody upset because that that is more an indication that it's a trigger for them and whatever was said and it's not it's not the idea to make people angry that's not what we're trying to do in marketing we're trying to help them understand a problem that they may have and a solution that they could do to help solve it. That's the message. Yeah. And well, and if somebody gets triggered by that, that's more about them than about you. Yeah. And and it's it's important to, you know, to always keep in mind what's in it for them, right? Yep. They have the they have a pr- challenge, they have a problem. Um here's the, you know, here's the solution you're offering. This is how this is the upside benefit for them. But what is specifically in it for them because by nature, we are selfish and greedy, and we want right. We want to have okay. Well, what? How's this going to help me? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. When you know, if you need to survive, and so it's you're looking at well, you know, how does this solve my my issue? And you know, an important thing to remember is that with your messaging, facts tell and stories sell. Yep. Which is why. Um, you know, it's just easier. I think it's easier for us to to understand, learn principles and concepts, and remember them through stories, which is why we have so much story time on this podcast. Because That's right. the story, I mean, the stories truly do help reinforce a concept that you're trying to learn. Speaking of which, bum bum bum, story Uh-oh. time. So you know, when I first started doing marketing. I was coming in with an engineering background and I was just looking at everything with a purely technical standpoint. Like I, I just wanted to, what, what's the next step? What's the step-by-step process to make this work and be wildly successful? And connecting with people doesn't necessarily do that. 
it, it's not necessarily this specific step-by-step -step process. Now you can build better systems, but you still have to connect with people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I was getting going in this, I figured, hey, everybody's my perfect customer. Why, you know, this thing is, this thing is awesome. Why wouldn't somebody want that? Or the message was just generic and blah. And guess what? We didn't have any customers. And so that's why we're talking to you about this because we've, we've lived the pain of it. We've also seen the flip side of it where, you know, you can eventually build tools and systems that can automate the, the lead generation and even the sales process for your business so that you can basically use highly leveraged tactics so you aren't kind of, uh, I guess, trapped working in the business to do those things. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um you want to work smart or work hard? How about both? <laughs> both. <laughs> both work smart and hard and get even better results. Yep. Uh, another thing that's important is to, you know, lead with value when you're, um, you know, when you're, when you're talking about acquiring your customers, people don't like it if, if they feel like you're just coming to take first. And I think maybe that's one reason why at least me personally, I get really annoyed by door-to-door -door salesmen because I just know that they're interrupting what I'm doing and they're there to um, take my time, which is valuable for a service like pest control or solar panels or, I don't know, something that I either already have, don't need, or if I did need, I would do on my own. <laughs> so... Um, it just it, it puts your customer in a very different space when you lead with value first versus just coming and pitching. And so you know you wanna you wanna help help the the prospect understand. Hey, teach them, help them understand. Maybe they don't understand the problem that they have, or they don't know how to uh, vocalize it, or or they don't understand the breadth or the depth of the challenge that they have. And um, and so you know. You can communicate that, educate them, inform them, and then provide, you know, here's your big problem that you may or may <laughs> not know you have. Here's our very simple, quick and easy solution that we have to offer for you. Yeah, and and that right there, even understanding the problem, you know, you're, you're still speaking to them in a way that lets them know that you understand the problem that they're having as well. Because... Yeah. If they don't feel like you understand the problem, they don't think you can help them solve it in the first place. So again, that goes back to the message. You're leading with value. You're helping them understand the problem, maybe even uh, helping them be aware that the problem is bigger than they thought it was to begin with. And you're also providing that value, that solution that's going to help them move forward. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's your flagship product, you're not giving that away for free, but you might be able to give like little nuggets to help them move forward and then... They, you know, whether they decide that they're going to be, uh, want your product or service at that point, doesn't matter because you've helped them. And if you continue to provide value and continue to help them, then that's huge because yeah. they're going to continue to follow you. That's how you build your loyal following. And, and the, the big thing about that is that small solution, you're not even giving that away completely for free. There's something that they need to do for that. 
What would that be, Ryan? Well, it depends on your business. I mean, it could be you could be collecting some type of uh, information from them. You know, maybe their their email or their cell phone number or you know something. You you want to establish. Uh, you want to get their information in your database so that you can start to continue to add value and and make yeah. future offerings. So you have to collect some type of data from them. Yeah. So so this this is a big thing is collecting that data lets you build your list. You build your email list, and that right there is the value you can provide because if you can continue to communicate with people, you can continue to add value. And even on social media, you can't guarantee that everybody sees your message. Even in email, you can't guarantee that everybody sees your message, but you have a much better uh, possibility and much more control in the process when you own the list and you control the messaging and you control the platform, which is what your email list is. Mm -hmm. So speaking of email lists, let's maybe talk a little bit about <laughs> different <laughs> different delivery yeah. methods and, and how, you know, ways that, that you can you know, generate, generate some of those leads. Yeah. So the biggest question you need to ask yourself is you've identified your audience, you've identified your message. The third thing you need to understand is where do they hang out? That's actually going di to dictate more about how you deliver your content and deliver your messaging more than anything else is where are they? Where can you find your perfect customer? Where can you deliver that perfect message for your perfect customer and get creative, have some fun with this. This is where, this is where the fun is in the business. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's important to, to remember that you don't want to just have one strategy because some people think, Oh, well, uh, you know, Facebook advertising is really good. So I'm going to just dump hundred percent of my, you know, ad spend into Facebook. And that's the only place I'm going to generate customers. You don't want to have just one marketing channel. It's important to have multiple lead sources. Yeah, so that that's a perfect example is what happens if your ad account gets shut down? Again, you don't control the platform. And I've had my ad account shut down. I was able to actually get it recovered uh, because they just have all this automation that just set, sees something and shuts it down. And then you have to go fight to get it back. So you got to have multiple multiple sources and we recommend five to seven different lead sources. Yeah. And, and within those different lead source methodologies, there's, you know, basically you have free, no cost out of pocket. It'll take, you'll cost you time and other, other resources, but it's not going to cost uh, money. There's free resources. And then there's uh, you know, that are not so much free that cost. Yeah. cost and, and we say free with air quotes, right? Because nothing is free. You're either going to pay for it with your time or you will pay for it with your money or you will pay for it with your money and somebody else's time. Yeah. Which is even funner. So one, you know, one phenomenal way obviously is word of mouth. Some businesses are, that's their whole thing. They're based off of word of mouth advertising, um, which is, which is a good thing. Once again, if you have that audience that you've built of loyal following, people will just naturally do it, right? If you go to a really good restaurant that you enjoy or maybe see a movie that is just incredible that you really like, you're going to tell people. Say, oh, yep. have you seen this movie? You got to go check it out. It's a lot of fun, right? Um, et cetera. So, yeah. So so word of mouth is is obviously a really powerful one. Yeah, and, and that's kind of basically the default 
marketing method is word of mouth. Yeah, you, you get that one always, and you get it for free. Now, keep in mind that you want to keep your customers happy and satisfied because word of mouth can go both ways. Oh, yeah. And dissatisfied customers tend to be a lot louder than satisfied ones. Yep. So another great thing is ask your satisfied customers for reviews and testimonials. And and that's one thing, a common thing that many, um, you know, that many people do, uh, especially if you have like a brick and mortar, you know, they'll, they'll say, you know, take a photo and hashtag it, uh, you know, while you're, while you're at the store, like if you have like an ice cream shop, for example, you know, or, or do this or do that. And then by, by sharing your experience at the store, then they'll give you a, you know, a coupon or something for the next time you come in. So, so once again, there's, there's something yeah. in it for them and they're leveraging those moments of word of mouth advertising to be able to, um, to be able to get the word out about the business. Yeah. And I mean, you nailed it. There is organic social media is another way you can have other people do it for you. You can also do it yourself and, and get the word out there with social media. And the, one of the best ways to do that is producing some type of content. Again, around solving problems and challenges of your target market. Yeah. Yep. Organic social media. I think, yeah, everyone knows very, very powerful requires consistency, requires time, um, but can, can generate some incredible results. Another one is, uh, you know, public speaking. So doing, you know, speaking engagements, training presentations, things like that uh, can be a great, a uh, great opportunity to not not only build your own personal brand awareness, but also, uh, you know, get your message out. And of course, it has to be in the correct to the correct audience in the correct moment, <laughs> right? Uh, it has to be uh, an appropriate alignment between the message you're sharing and the audience that's listening. Uh, but that can be a great uh, great opportunity as well. Public speaking. Yep. And another big one is networking, uh, a big one in the United States and, and possibly around the world. I'm not entirely sure on that is BNI, for example. Mm -hmm. It's a business. Maybe it is business networking international. international. Is that what the I stands for? I, I, think so. I don't know. I just know it's BNI, but it's a group of networking where they just get a bunch of different type uh, types of professionals together and you actually do things on a referral basis within the, the networking. So you network with certain people. And then you just kind of get together, understand what their needs are, and refer people back and forth. And, mm -hmm. and it's like a gamified networking in BNI. So that's a, a cool way to do it, to do networking and, and get the word out there for your company. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, what about some of the uh, options that are not so free as much? So, so we're going to kind of do this in, a, in another tier. Um, the not so free, we're going to, we're going to go in the like minimal expense tier here. So there okay. is some expense, but it's kind of minimal. So maybe yeah. a sign, right? So you might have some digital signage. You might just have a printed sign. You might have, you know, little things that you put out either on the sidewalk or, or out on the street. You might have things like roadside signs or balloons, or, you know, those like uh, floppy air dudes that just bring attention to a store. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I don't oh, even yeah. know what they're called, but you've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. The inflatable ones that go crazy. They go yep. like this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For, for a reenactment by Ryan, make sure you go check out our YouTube channel uh, on that video. one. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything that's, it's in front of, of the location, 
Um, another good one is flyers and that could be, yeah. you know, physical flyers or digital flyers as well. You know, either yep. way, f- physical or digital can be, can be great. Uh, you know, business cards, of course, are tried and true mailers, you know, traditional snail mail mailers. If, um, if you have a specific, if you're able to, like, for example, in real estate, uh, that's something that wholesalers do a lot of, yep. they will buy a list of people who meet specific parameters that they know are more likely to sell their house to them uh, for a cash offer. And so they'll buy the list and then send out mailers. So it can be, can be a great option. Um, classifieds, classified ads. I guess some cities still have newspapers, but most of them are online, but yeah, most, most of it's digital. Most of the newspaper, most of even if they have classifieds, they're online classifieds where, um, you know, those, those kinds of types of things can be posted. Big nickel baby. Yeah, the, ooh, the, the nickel saver. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. And um, and last but not least, you know, email. Good old email email marketing. Get people to sign up on the list and then send out you know a newsletter or tips, tricks, or something of value to be able to continue to to interact with your customers. Yeah, and and honestly, um, in recent years, I would say that email marketing has become underrated because. Email marketing is powerful. Mm-hmm. Somebody opted in for something you have, so they wanted it to begin with. I mean, the fact that they gave you their name and email to begin with is like, okay, and that you you provided that value, and then you also told them what they were going to continue to see from you. Mm-hmm. If when they're signing up on your list, you need to say, hey, yeah, we're going to send out you know weekly content, weekly updates to help with this, right? And then you just follow through. You tell them what you're going to do. And then you do it. It's that simple. And email marketing is a super simple way to deliver that. Yeah. Okay. So what's the last thing we're going to talk about today, Ryan? Some options that are highly leveraged, a little bit more expensive, but can be very powerful. Yeah. When, when you're ready to really uh, take that lever to your business and use that to amplify your results, yeah. once you have a message and process that's working, mm-hmm. you know, you, you stoke the flames, right? You want to exactly. add leverage and boost the results of the campaign that's working. Scale it. Yeah. Scale yep. it up. Nail it and scale it. Yep. Good book, by the way. Um, so one would be a, you know, a referral program or an affiliate program that yep. a lot of companies have now where you can you know, have other other boots on the ground, folks who are out there spreading the good word about your business. And, uh, you know, when you have a, a new customer that, that makes a purchase, whether you're selling products or services, it really doesn't matter, then um, that affiliate gets a kickback of some type yep. off, of, off of the purchase. So part of the nice thing about the referral programs is, um, you know, you obviously you have a marketing budget for acquiring new customers with a referral program you don't necessarily incur that expense until the customer has already been acquisitioned. It's yeah. already been acquired, acquisitioned, acquired. <laughs> <laughs> Words are fun. We um, speak English good. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, you know, so that's, that's a good thing. Typically, you know, with something like a referral program or an affiliate program, um, I mean, it depends on the, on the industry, but you, you might be looking at a higher per, you know, dollar per dollar, a higher cost. On, on your customer acquisition, if you have to, you know, pay more for your, your per customer to acquire them, but it can be a very, very powerful um, 
method for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess one thing we should say about these highly leveraged tactics, um, you know, you're, you're going to be paying for some type of marketing, some type of advertising, some type of something to get the word out. Um, a lot of people say, well, but if it's not profitable, it's not good. And you have to look at these leverage tactics of usually you're putting them into like some type of entry level offer. And then you should have some type of, uh, upsell. Well, yeah, it's, it's an upsell. So you've got your core offer and then you've got your like Ferrari, right? Yeah. So when you do that, if you can get your core offer out there at a break even cost, you're doing really well because you basically acquired a new customer for free. And well, then any upsell is just extra profit. It's gravy, right? And if you can be profitable on the core offer, that's even better. But break even is a really good place to be when it comes to your marketing campaigns. Well, and even some of the you know larger, really large corporations, uh, you know, Walmart's a good example. A lot of times they will make certain products as uh, loss leaders, meaning yeah. uh, you know they'll promote a product and put it on sale that's in high demand where and they'll make it so cheap they actually lose money uh, on the sale of that product. But they do that because they know that when you come into the store to buy that one thing that they're going to lose you know a couple dollars on, they're going to end up making another fifty dollars on other crap that you buy there, right? And so. Um, not not necessarily recommending do a loss leader unless your business can support it. Make sure that that you really understand what you're doing there. But um, yeah, it's well, it's it's all about being creative, right? Yeah. They they knew they could bring customers in and still make money on them just by getting them in the door with that one thing. Yeah. So yeah, just understand your business model and and have fun. Get creative with your marketing efforts. Um, the next couple really depends on your audience, but yeah. radio and TV can be very highly leveraged because you're going to get information out to the masses. Now, it is less these days with things like, you know, Netflix, Hulu, uh, YouTube, TV, all this kind of stuff where people can even pay to skip commercials. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just got to look at it and figure out, is that even the right place for your demographic? Like who you are trying to, to send your message to? If it is, it can it can be a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, and you know that that kind of speaks a little bit more to my prior experience as a uh, you know as a commercial video ah, producer. And so we did you know story time. Uh, you know, back in the day, we um, you know, we would have clients who would purchase. We would produce you know spots, TV spots for them um, that would go over broadcast you know or cable. Um, cable TV and radio uh, there's there's still I agree with you Levi there still are some opportunities if you are buying airtime is expensive like mm -hmm. it just is um, depending on who your eye once again who is your audience and is that where they collect right if your audience is going to be watching or listening to that then it's worth looking into. Um, a lot of companies that used to do traditional um, terrestrial advertisements have have shifted to the online stuff because online they're able to to get a little more control over um, you know dialing in the exact uh, parameters of the demographic and all that stuff so they can really just put their ad in front of the correct people that they're wanting to do. Um, 
So there has definitely been over the last 10 years a big shift of more and more companies going away from the traditional. Um, but having said that, there's still it still has a place, at least as of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another big one that I guess we we glossed over when it comes to free is uh, doing a podcast, right? It, it's mm-hmm. content-based marketing. You're putting value out there. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, you can advertise on other people's podcasts that have are, are monetizing their podcast. You can actually put your ads on there. And that speaks to like borrowing an audience. Maybe, yep. maybe you have a competing podcast and you put your ads out on that podcast. Mm. What? <laughs> Interesting. So, you know, it's it's that I'm going to buy a borrowed audience to build my own audience. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Yeah, and that's In what mar- I'm talking about is that uh, intermixed of all three mechanisms of borrowing and buying the borrowed audience, like advertising to them mm-hmm. to grow your own. And marketing, everything works and nothing doesn't. That's so right. Do um, something. So social media. Let's talk about social media for a minute. Yeah, so obviously, um, I mean, there's opportunities there. You got the main, once again, depends who your audience is, where there are, but you got you know Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, um, yep. Snapchat. I mean, there's different, there's all the different platforms that are, current today those change over time depending on whether you're doing you know paid advertising with those uh whether you're you know buying placement with somebody who is an influencer to be able to get them to mention you is another another way of uh kind of buying your way into an audience doing uh collaborations things like that um so lots of opportunities obviously on the social media front yeah and and i mean keep in mind that Rules are constantly changing on social media. Like I mentioned, I had an ad account get shut down. Um, it, it actually was not for the reason that the AI engine said it said that it was because they reinstated it. A real person went and looked at it and reinstated it. But that's kind of the the idea of getting deplatformed. That's why you want to have multiple. If you get deplatformed on one of the social media outlets, you still have the others. You still have your email list, and your email list you. You're not going to get deplatformed because you own that, right? Yeah. So that's your know. that's your insurance policy is your email list, and and I actually like email marketing. So, uh, you know, there are people that are going to disagree with me, but I don't care because yeah. when when you have that control and you get to control that platform and that communication mechanism and not get deplatformed, that that's your power. Yeah, yeah. It's it's important that you do own your leads (laughs) however it is that they come in you got to make sure that you own them that you have control that you have consent from those leads to be contacted to be follow the laws exactly whether you you got the can spam act and a bunch of other you know um you know different different rules and regulations as far as how to how to contact whether you're doing it via you know phone call or email um or text message right you make sure that you're following the reg- the proper regulations um, so you don't get slapped with a fine but but that uh, yeah hopefully it can be hope- pretty hefty fines too so do it right yeah hopefully this is uh, you know has been beneficial oh 
One more we didn't talk about is search engines. Oh, yeah. Search is SEO, <laughs> right? Paid SEO. I mean, there's organic SEO, but paid SEO too. We there, all know there's the, even advertising in search engines. And what are yeah. the two biggest search engines on the planet? Number one is Google. Number two is YouTube's. Which is basically Google 2. Yeah, 2.0. Yeah. yeah, Google 2.0. It's, just it's video, video Google. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, when we look at all these things, social media platforms, uh, search engines, these are data companies. They're, mm-hmm. they're not information companies. They're data companies yeah. that basically have tons of data that you can leverage to find your perfect customers wherever they're at. Yep. So... Huge, huge things um, as you're looking into some type of paid advertising or SEO. Amen. Amen, amen. So hopefully this was beneficial for you guys going through some different strategies, ideas, techniques on how you can find your perfect customer because uh, we all need ourselves some customers if we're going to stay in business. That's That's right. kind of important. We want our perfect customers. Our perfect customers. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get my uh, Latin R role in there. It's okay. You can continue practicing. Purr. Purr. There we go. Customers. So we are. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. We apologize for all the craziness. <laughs> and, I, I uh, don't apologize. My mom always told me you never apologize for family. Okay. All right. All right. I can. I and can we're appreciate that. Yes, I can appreciate that. So next week we've got. Um, Great episode coming up for you. It's going to be real estate focused. We're going to be talking about whether you should self-manage, if you have rental properties, should you self-manage that property or should you hire a property manager? Good question. We're going to look over it. We're going to break it down. We're going to go through the pros and cons of both. So we will see you then and there next week on next week's episode. And remember, in the meantime, championhustle.com is where you can find all the links for everything. And remember... Make that posting on social media so you can get yourself some birthday swag. That's right. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com. What what was was all the banging going on in there? Yeah, I kept kicking my water bottle.